Welcome, and thanks for joining me today on Mortgage Manager Playbook, a podcast for sales leaders who want to improve their team's sales performance and originate more loans. I'm Pat Sherlock, your host. Today's topic is what it means to be a solution-oriented loan officer. I have the perfect person, Connor Bartley, to share his wisdom. Connor is a senior recruiter at Loan Depot. Prior to that, he was with Gateway Mortgage. Connor has a fabulous LinkedIn blog called Loan Officer Down. I highly recommend that you check it out. He posts great information on a regular basis. So Connor, talk to us about your how you got into the world of mortgage banking. Sure. Thank you, Pat, for having me on. It's an honor to be here. Like many people in mortgage, I got into it by accident. It wasn't planned at all. I was in the staffing business and had just finished a pretty successful run of oil and gas headhunting here in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, getting geologists and reservoir engineer and jib accountants and engineer techs, you know, hired into different oil companies. And then, you know, the price per barrel dropped from about $110 a barrel down to the 30s. And that means layoffs and that means hiring freezes and that means I got to find something else you know, to do. So I pivoted and did more temp staffing and had actually learned of a local mortgage company that hired temps. And so I actually reached out to them to get a meeting to meet about, you know, getting some staffing done over there. And what I got back in return was a request for an interview. So (laughs) they brought me in to talk about recruiting for them and specifically, you know, loan officer recruiting, sat down, we talked for about two hours. And, you know, and it's always been more my speed to do direct hire, kind of higher level position headhunting versus temp staffing. And so uh, it was a great opportunity. And I took it and here I am. Well, that sounds like many types of paths that other people have taken. So we're all in the same boat. We come into it from different ways for sure. So talk about some of the challenges of your current position now, especially this market's been obviously a volatile market and a challenging market. So what are you seeing in the world of recruiting? Mortgage recruiting is is really competitive and at times can be, you know, full contact sport. You've got a ton of recruiters. I talk to some loan officers that get six to 10 phone calls a week from uh, different companies. There's multiple offer situations. There's big offers being made. There's, you know, headlines and rumors, and there's just a, a slew of headwinds that you face in mortgage recruiting to build trust and to kind of break through all the noise. I think another challenge really is that the recruiting pitch in mortgage has gotten kind of stale to the point where it sounds very similar. And that's not a knock on any recruiter out there. It's just very hard in that initial conversation to differentiate yourself when, you know, all the same topics are what we want to hit on. Our tech is great, our turn times, our pricing, our products, things like that. So, if you're getting that call 10 times a week, it can all start to sound very similar and uh, it's easy to tune out. And I think the final challenge that's really out there is change is hard. People don't want to do it. You know, it's when you're a loan officer and you're facing the the idea of changing, you're really looking at disrupting a lot of things. You know, you've got relationships with realtors, you've got 
your past clients, you've got relationships with title companies, and all of that really factors into that this decision, not to mention the familiarity that you already have with where you currently are at and have been for however long you've been there. So, you know, a lot of people will tell me, Connor, I I know who to call when I have a challenge. It would be really hard for me to give that up and walk into the unknown. And so, you know, change is just difficult for people. And so it's really about building trust and a relationship and um, and then letting things blossom from there. Well, I think that leads into a, a great point about the world of trends that you're seeing in recruiting as far as going, not just this year, but going forward. What are some of the things that you think mortgage bankers should be aware of? Well, I think as far as recruiting and what they'll see from recruiters, we're seeing more focus, and I think this is a welcome change, but there's more focus on bringing value and not value props. So, you know, back to what I said earlier, where the pitch is getting stale, I think a lot of recruiters are recognizing that and instead really trying to work on what I call like a handshake to hug conversion. Okay. So that's just a term that means a deeper relationship, building a a level of familiarity with somebody to where, you know, when you first meet somebody, it's formal, you shake their hand, but if you feel like you know them, you just go in for the hug, right? So, (laughs) so So I feel like a trend that's happening out there is this ability to, and I'm stealing a term from a mortgage recruiting coach out there, Richard Milligan, which is surrogate leadership, stepping in as the leader and, you know, assuming a role of manager with somebody by giving them advice, helping them achieve their goals, helping them, you know, structure loans, whatever it may be, like just really kind of stepping in in a surrogate leadership role to build that bridge to where one day, that loan officer might go, you know what, I'm getting more value out of this person than the one I work for. I'll just go work for them. So I see that as one trend out there. Another would be, we've just got so much data, Pat. You know, it's available. I know most companies are subscribing to it and they have it. And so the upside of that is it helps a recruiter be more organized, more tactical, more targeted, more intentional with who they're reaching out to and and what they're planning on saying. I mean, I go back and think eight years ago when I started recruiting, I had zero data. And all I had were LinkedIn accounts and your, you know, consumer access NMLS number. And I could go look at work history, but I had no concept of what kind of production someone had or what the trends were in their production or how much of their business was FHA versus conventional or VA or jumbo or, you know, you name it. And so now that the data is available to most mortgage companies, the recruiters, you know, know the who's who. The upside, like I said, is it's, you know, helps you be more organized and tactical. The downside is, you know, a lot of the top performers are getting, you know, more calls. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so, you know, you you see a lot of the recruiters kind of all going after the same candidate. So it can be a lot for somebody in that situation. But and then I think the third trend is more social media and and more awareness on brand and building a brand for yourself as a recruiter. And, you know, that's something personally that I work on and to become more of a known commodity is what I do. And, and as somebody that, you know, is a safe person to talk to about, you know, goals and dreams. And, um, and I'll always try to bring value. 
Well, you raised a lot of good points for sure, and I think everyone can kind of relate to what you're talking about. And I think it's a great segue into our main topic today, especially since you talked to so many and have over the years. You frame it as the solo loan officer, which is the mm -hmm. solution-orientated loan officer versus the problem-orientated loan officer, which is actually <laughs> the, the opposite. So talk about uh -huh. this issue and that how you have come up with and where what indicates someone just by the phone conversation is a solution-orientated loan officer. Right. So I talk to multiple loan officers a day, and I feel like this market has really kind of created two types of conversations. And I was thinking about it you know, just on a morning walk and walking my dog. I do a lot of thinking while I walk. And anyway, and I was just trying to, you know, dissect how, what was it about the loan officers that really stood out that made them different, you know? And what I was able to really figure out was, you know, when I'm talking with somebody who's focused on the problems, the conversation typically talks, you know, we talk about how high the rates are, how low inventory is in their market, that their company has layoffs, that their production's down, and just, you know, the struggle, right? And then when you talk with somebody who's a little more solution-focused, it's a very different conversation. Those challenges, those problems still exist, but they're not focused on the problem. They're focused on, you know, they see an, an opportunity to learn new skills to expand their brand, to build deeper relationships with their existing partners and new relationships with others, uh, to go out and out-hustle other originators that may be tired from, you know, the 16, 18-hour days of 2020 and 21, right? They're getting more involved in their community. And so the trend that I noticed was the folks that I talked to that were solution-oriented, more often than not, they're production was actually growing and year over year from 2022 to 23 versus someone who was a little more focused on the problem side of things, they were seeing a decline in production. And so I looked at that and I'm an acronym guy. I like to you know make things easy for me to think of. And if you work backwards, you, you start with loan originator. So you got the LO there at the end. So what can I put in front of it? Right. Uh, <laughs> and so I thought, okay, solution oriented, naturally that's a solo and then i go with problem obsessed loan originator because that's what those conversations were like and those would be polos and then just what sealed it for me was i was remembering a video that i saw on instagram just some random dude in his backyard next to a campfire talking about the plastic red solo cup okay and yeah he was he was giving a demonstration that if you put an empty solo in the will melt and it will but if it's full if it's got water in it or any kind of liquid it keeps its shape and it doesn't melt in the fire and i thought that's it right you've got solos that are keeping their cup full with solutions and they are surviving the fire of this industry and the empty cup polo is it's melting down and so that that kind of pulled it all together for me. Yeah, I think that it's a great distinguishing of two types, and I agree with you 100%. Let me ask this question. Is this something over all the years you're recruiting, did you see that when you think back where there was 
more of the problem obsessed or orientated loan officer or is it just now because of the market conditions that people are are using this as an excuse or has it been the same amount they just are like that so i think there's always going to be a certain percentage of people that are different that are exceptional right and and i'd say it's a small percentage maybe less than 20% that really fall into a category of, I mean, you see it with the Scotsman guide, right? Like not everybody, it's the same, it's usually the same names every year. <laughs> so right. maybe the numbers change and the rankings change a little bit, but, but there's a, there's a uh, small percentage of people that are, you know, charging after more, but that doesn't mean that someone Everyone's goals are different, Pat. So I don't want to say that as a knock on anybody. Some people are happy with the level of production that they have, and they are just looking for ways to make it easier on themselves. And they're looking for ways. So higher production doesn't necessarily equal you know, higher performance. Some people are performing at a high level in that they're getting a lot done and not a lot of time because they found a really slick, uh, efficient way of doing it. And they've found solutions in that way. But yeah, I would say that it's um this market has exposed it a little bit more, but I think that has always been there. There's just something different about people that kind of they have a switch or another gear that puts them in a different frame of mind and and they want to go after them. And so that raises the question because I see the same thing and why I was interested when I was reading your blog on LinkedIn is that I see the same thing and I find it probably interesting and you would know this from calling different teams and different lenders that you see it more in certain places than you see it in other places. We're obviously not going to name the places, but my point is, isn't it something that almost becomes a culture? I believe so. I think naturally uh, people who are in that frame of mind will find each other <laughs> True. because because they they're going to end up running in a lot of the same circles if you think about it we have all these conferences that take place within the industry all year round different meetings that happen and i often see a lot of the same people are saying that they're going to attend you know just following people on linkedin you see i'm going to see so and so in las vegas i'm going to this thing in dallas and mm -hmm. you know and you tend to see a lot of the same people going to the same events and then everyone else doesn't so i do think that in a sense you know they're going to find each other one way or another <laughs> so and the industry talk at the end of the day it's a small world out there well, I find it interesting that, and I had a recent conversation myself, and I'm curious about what your thoughts are, is that I'm talking to a loan officer from a training perspective, and then I talk to their manager, and what you hear from the loan officer are the same reasons that you kind of cited on why they can't do it. And then when you actually talk to the manager, I'm hearing the same things. And so, oh, sure. It's so yeah. it almost leads itself to almost condoning that type of thinking. What are your thoughts on that? Right. Well, my thoughts on that are you are what you eat. And so that's part of what I think about what makes a solo different is they are pursuing different perspective and pursuing knowledge and and just looking outside and, and collaboration which I think is really the key part of it. But it's really interesting how sometimes this industry can get very protective 
of their ideas and secrets. And, and I think we're in a situation where we should be open to sharing to, for the greater good. I mean, the customer wins, the referral partner wins, it, everyone wins. And, and so I do think that, you know, if you're in a culture where that is not promoted, then, you know, you're kind of just stuck in the company bubble. You get what you get. It's eye-opening how many people from a recruiting perspective to Pat are very, like they feel everything's the same at every company. And I, it couldn't be more different <laughs> out there. So I get what they're saying. A lot, of, a lot of times it sounds the same, but there are very, there are a lot of very small differences from company to company that can make a huge difference for an originator out there. Well, I find it interesting, Connor, that you talk about that the the solution oriented loan officer is more willing to, in other words, share, collaborate, do it for the greater good. And I know that you've started a group that's involved with that, or or you've been involved with that. And how do you see that, or what's been your experience with the sharing of whatever is supposed to be secrets? Yeah, so we're just getting started with organizing that and getting some things off the ground. But I think it's, I mean, the culture of that is, it's great because in the end, sharing one idea can trigger someone else to think of something else. And the brainstorming process is, it's, it's a special one. You might come up with a ton of really bad ideas, but if you hit on one really good one, then you're on to something, right? And I think there's just a it's like an athlete who who realizes they're going to miss a lot of shots. I played. Uh, I'm not going to make it sound like I was some great basketball player growing up. I I quit my sophomore year of high school, but I enjoyed playing basketball. And you have to get comfortable with missing shots to take more shots. You know, to to be someone sure. who's going to score a lot of points. So I think there's just a different mentality among some people who are willing to fail more and see that as a challenge and they'll embrace that as part of the journey as opposed to seeing that as the end all be all right if i fail i'm 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 a loser no if you fail you get up and you try again you know you mm-hmm. fail and then you fail again you learn from it you find out what you did wrong and you tweak it and you try to make it work and so just among the people that i speak with that are you know more willing to share and the folks that i would consider solos they're not afraid to share what it is that they're doing because they realize there's plenty of business out there for all of us. And there's a, there's a real opportunity to make the, the industry better. You know, some, some loans create other loans. <laughs> so, you know, that's one way to think of it. So anyway, but, um, but yeah, I, I appreciate the folks that are out there doing that. Well, talk about, and just one last thing before uh, we have a few takeaways that we need to have for our listeners today, but talk about this issue. What you see with the the solution-orientated loan officer is that they are improving their skills. They're doing this independently of their company, but they're working on those t- on improvement. Is that is that true? Oh, yeah. I mean, there's plenty of mortgage coaches out there. People are seeking their counsel, their advice, their, Mm -hmm. you know, help. I know people are getting together and, you know, talking about how to get better in this business. And so, yeah, definitely, I see evidence of that all the time. Well, I think that's certainly one of the things that I recognize. Well, we only have a few minutes left. What would be some of the takeaways that we would want our listeners to have from today? So 
I would encourage anyone who feels stuck, who feels like there are too many challenges in front of them and they just want to try and wait this thing out to get unstuck. Uh, find someone in their community, find another loan officer that they can talk with, find you know others that they can collaborate with and really think through some ideas. You know, fill your cup is something I like to say a lot nowadays. And just, you know, make sure your cup is full so you can survive in that fire and and continue to seek new skills and new opportunities to learn and grow. It will serve you in a big way in the future. We're not that far. Well, no one knows how far we are, I guess, from the next market cycle. But when it comes, it will serve you well if you you know, if you've got a full cup. <laughs> so, I, agree, um, I agree with that 100%. How would someone, if they wanted to join this group that, you've, that you're involved with, how would they, in other words, connect? Sure. At this point, just reach out to me over LinkedIn, Connor Bartley. I'm with Loan Depot, and I'm happy to, um, you know, get it together. We're, like I said, we're in the very early stages of getting it organized, but um, it is definitely a passion of mine and something I really uh, want to make a, uh, a big deal. So uh, just reach out to me and we'll make sure it happens. And I highly recommend for you to connect with Connor regardless because he has a fabulous blog. And I don't know how you do it because you post such great information. And so certainly LinkedIn with Connor. And I want to thank Connor for sharing his thoughts. And I want to thank everyone for listening to the podcast. You certainly can catch up on all our episodes by going to www.patsherlock.com and certainly subscribe. Thanks so much, Connor. Thank you, Pat. It was great. Thanks for listening to Mortgage Manager Playbook. You can catch up on all our episodes by subscribing to receive each week a new show. Don't forget to share this podcast with your friends and team members. If you're looking to increase production, call me to discuss my prospecting sales training program, Ramping Up Realtor Referral Sources. Check out my website, www.patsherlock.com.